Good morning. Happy Soul Sunday and another soul session of a walk back to self-love. I hope life is feeling good in your world. And if not, that's okay too. That's the ebb and flow of life. But today's little session um, kind of was something that gave me the aha moment this morning uh, on YouTube. There was a video that popped up in the feed. Her name is Dr. Tracy Marks. And she talked, I watched two videos, but the second one really opened my eyes to a lot of the things that I have done personally with uh, how I feel about life and especially more specifically work environments because she she touched on this. But she talked about how do we know if we're taking on other people's emotions and the intensity of other people's emotions. Now, I know this is a two-way street. I'm a very intense individual. I am well aware of how intense I am with my emotions, with my feelings, with my empathy, it's it can work for me and against me in life. I know it's one of my superpowers, but I also know that it's something that can hinder me. But she talked about how, and gave specific examples. If like somebody in your work environment, just, you know, you're, you're having a great day, you're watching a TikTok video, you know, or just laughing at something at your desk. And then and a coworker comes over and starts ranting and exploding about the work environment, the boss, the pay, the, oh my God, what if we lose our job? And it's just like all this intensity dumps on you. And then you're left feeling anxious. Then the next thing you know, you're losing sleep. And then the next thing you know, you're stressing about if you're going to lose your job. And then you're noticing that maybe your job isn't really what you want to do. And all And all of a sudden, you start to take on those emotions when you were sitting there watching a TikTok video, laughing, enjoying your day. And then the next day, you see that that same coworker is laughing with your boss and you know, going on about their day and then you're feeling more at ease. But I think about how that has played out in situations in my life. And she talks about emotional maturity, that the emotional intelligence is how you can decipher if they're your emotions or if they're somebody else's emotions and then creating boundaries around that specific person or that specific area of life that you know that you are maybe a little bit weaker to, that you still have some room uh, to strengthen. And because, like if you're like me, I do sometimes take on people's emotions. I do sometimes want to charge in and fix things or charge in and change the situation without taking a step back and asking myself those important questions. Like, is this an appropriate um, position to be? Is this mine? Is this theirs? Am I supposed to help in this situation? Or am I just supposed to be an ear but create boundaries? And I think that that is something that I have realized more specifically this morning is like, I love to help people. I love to come up with a solution to a problem. But I know that I'm guilty of taking on the intensity 
of other people's emotions because I feel. It's like when it pierces your soul and, and especially if it's something so heartbreaking or so enormous, you're like, oh, well, I got to dive in and I got to fix this. You know, like your little super power cape gets put on and you're like, I got to be the person that is the solutions person for this said scenario. And so I've just had like a B-roll of different environments and different situations where I know that I've put myself in that position where I take on those emotions. I want to fix it. I want to, you know, save the day. <laughs> and it and it can work against you. It's worked against me. Ultimately, I mean, if you have your spiritual beliefs where you believe no matter where your path takes you or the choices that you make, you ultimately will end up on the path that you're supposed to be on. But I just think about how taking on other people's emotions has caused detours in my life. But that's not a place to start playing victim or pointing fingers. It's it's like detective work. It's giving you the clues like, hey, this area still needs to be strengthened. Just like anything when we're learning and growing in life. It's like this area needs to be strengthened. You need to work on this a little bit more and not take on other people's emotions. But also this is where the path of authenticity comes into play. Where if you know who you are and you are comfortable, like myself being direct, which may make other people uncomfortable, but you have to set boundaries in life. There is, there is nothing as important as setting boundaries because people will bulldoze their way through. You know, they will emotionally dump on you because we're healing humans. You know what I mean? We're on this crazy ass planet with no handbook, with people that are claiming that they're experts with people that are struggling, with people that sort of have it together, but no one really has it together. Yeah, you may be strong in this area of your life or this area or all of these areas, but no one has it 100% figured out and has it together in this life because the unexpected will always happen because most people are walking around on this planet not self-aware. So if you're not self-aware, how do you know your emotional intelligence? How do you know your traumas, your triggers, your insecurities, your strengths, your weaknesses? And if you're able to maintain boundaries with people, that's how you give yourself the distance to decipher, is this mine or is this theirs? Am I what they're claiming I am as an individual or is this them pushing that on me? You know, I was just in this recent conversation uh, with somebody talking about, you know, like our past and upbringings and all of that. And I said, it's it's really taken me a long time of maturing and accountability to not play the victim of, oh, I was bullied all of my life through vi- multiple situations. Because what I've realized as I walk into age 40 in less than two months and start a whole new decade of life, is that I am grateful 
that I've had people heavily criticize me and emotionally and in a toxic way at times dump on me because it taught me who I am. Because it taught me how to be strong and how to go inward and internalize if they're correct or incorrect and what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to show up day to day? Are these things true or is this the projection that they're pushing on me? And so, you know, just listening to these uh, 10-minute videos, I'm like, oh, this woman's amazing. Because it's, you know, because then if you don't know how to maintain it, and I'm guilty of this, I, I can very easily cut somebody out of my life. Boom, done. Never want to talk to you again. And it's not like it has to be some massive blowout. It's just sometimes if that presence or that energy doesn't feel good in your life, in my life, then I have to start asking myself, then why do I have this person in my life? If it doesn't feel good, if I'm not being respected, if I'm constantly being criticized or the strong opinions, she talks about strong opinions uh, from others onto you, then, then what value is this holding in my life? Is it trauma bonding? Is it history? So you think, oh, because this person's been in my life for 20 plus years, they have to stay in my life. And so that's why boundaries are so important. And I don't think we, uh, or at least now it's becoming more of a clear understanding of what a boundary is. Excuse me is it's not always necessarily cutting somebody out of your life, but it's being able, and this is my personal opinion of it, one, jeez, excuse me, one is being direct. I am very direct, but that's taken a decade to strengthen. I used to not have a voice. I, I mean... As a little girl, I was told, like, I didn't let nobody tell me what to do. But then as we grow older and then the world gets a hold of us, it's like the world wants to squash your voice, wants to keep you small, wants to tell you all these negative beliefs. And then next thing you know, you're not living your fullest expression in your authentic self because you're afraid to be direct. Now, there's a difference between being direct and being disrespectful. You can be direct in a respectful way or in a buzzword in the career world, professional. But like for me, never in my life will I ever tolerate disrespect again. I don't care what excuses are attached to it. I will never be disrespected again. And I will be very direct about that. Whether or not that person understands or handles that directness, that, that's not, as long as you are delivering it in a respectful way, Nobody should tolerate disrespect ever, 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 ever. But unfortunately, we are walking around on this planet with wounded souls that aren't capable of handling their emotions or are self-aware enough to understand what's going on. You know, like I was talking with somebody yesterday about the 
the power of of alcohol <laughs> and how it will change somebody's entire character within four drinks you know like th- like if three to four drinks two drinks whatever your capacity is you will see someone especially towards the end of my uh, end of a night if you're out at a bar or out at an event and you see someone just like throwing them back and next thing you know they're acting all crazy and you're like whoa I've never seen that person act like that I've known that person for so many x amount of years I've never seen them act because alcohol does something to your your energy your mind your body and it changes people you know, and and it it's almost like if you suppress true feelings or if you don't know how to handle things in your life and you cope with alcohol or cope with whatever vice, next thing you know, that suppressed energy, that suppressed memory or situation starts to rise to the surface because you got that liquid courage and boom, you explode and you turn into this, as some people may think, this completely different person, but that person was always there. It was just laying dormant (laughs) until, you know, like I I joke about the liquor fireball. There's a reason there's a devil on the bottle because when people drink fireball and they get wasted, it's like the devil comes out. I've seen it transform people. It's great. It's wild. So boundaries is being direct but not being disrespectful and understanding that I need to place this boundary so I can figure out, is this me? Is this them? Is this the type of situation I want in my life, person? And and you have the right to take that time to dive deep and listen and be with yourself and heal. That's the problem on this planet is we're not a healed society. But in order to heal, you got to face the truth. And as we've seen in the last five years, specifically, we want to run from the truth. We want to pretend like our history didn't happen, (laughs) you know, and then micromanage it to the point where now you're just telling a bullfaced lie about shit. And that's on a larger level. Now you, you, uh, you hyper-focus on day-to-day personal life and you want to run from the truth. You don't want to face it because it's uncomfortable, because it hurts, because, you know, it doesn't feel good. So you deny it, you lie about it, you don't face it, you cope with it. Or... You want to complain about it, but you don't want to accept it and then go into this new space from a place of acceptance with it. And it's just, it's, it's a complex, this life is so complex. You know, like I, I was, I was sitting out, I stepped outside last night cause it wasn't too, too cold. It was enough for me to spend like five, 10 minutes outside and I just kept looking up at the stars and there was stars and I could see them. They were so bright and sparkly. And I just kept thinking, we're floating in the middle of space and I'm looking at these stars and I'm a human on this earth and that's a miracle in itself. 
but yet we also allow the linear experience of this life to dictate everything. There are so many people that operate or try to majority of the time from a place of complete logic, but don't leave room for the unexpected or the spiritual essence of this life because they don't believe that even exists. They just believe we're rats chasing cheese. (laughs) And it's like, what? How is that possible? That's giving humans a whole lot of power and control. Thinking that like, that's it. That it's got, it's just this way. That's very linear. Um, so yeah, so that's just, uh, it's good. That's why I love the night, the evening, when stars are out, when the moon is out, because it makes me feel larger than life. I don't need to do the material feeling larger than life. I need to sit out on a balcony or sit out at night and look up at the sky and remember who the fuck we are. Remember who I am. Remember that we are on this planet in the middle of space that was created from nothingness. And we're just this tiny little speck in the grand picture of the solar system. And, uh, but it's hard on planet Earth. <laughs> you know, like it's strange. It's strange. And then dealing with other humans and then our inner workings and then coexisting alongside other humans and going back to this video, deciphering if this is my emotions, is this yours? And this is where also I get defensive like over the years with my own life because I have, and she talked about, well, there's a reason, it's a two-way mirror. Like there's a reason you're attracting these type of people and their emotions in your life, just like you are, Uh, they are drawn to you, you are drawn to them. And I have had to be so defensive over the years with my life because most people are drawn to giving opinions on things that I've done, risks that I've taken. Um, Whereas I'm living out, you know, trailblazing my path, others may have thought I'm lighting my path on fire, (laughs) you know? And I've talked about this in other episodes where it's like, People probably think I'm crazy from the decisions I've made. And even if they were a failure, I still grew from that. And I still had a hell of an awesome time during that chapter of whatever that was. But this is the biggest uh, puzzle to solve, I guess you could say is when it's a generalized statement that like we're all on the same path. That's impossible. It's impossible. First of all, we are the same, but we are unique. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same mindset. We don't have the same environment. We don't have the same upbringing. We don't have the same purpose and skill set and passions and internal workings that make up who we are. So how could we possibly all be on the same path? 
I was just talking about this uh, in the conversation I had yesterday with somebody. Let's talk about expanding to relationships, specifically romantic relationship. It used to be the monogamous, get married, have children, get a house together, that picket fence life. And that was going for, you know, decades on decades on decades. But then humans started to evolve. Our planet started to evolve. The traditional relationship and the traditional marriage is no longer the goal to set for because look at what's happening in the LGBTQ plus community. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the conversations around the trans community, people are not identifying and relating to being called a man, a woman, he, she, and they have the right to internalize that and live an authentic path. But because it goes against the traditional cutout of what a relationship is or what a marriage is, then it's automatically shot down as inappropriate or weird or not healthy or not the American way. Fuck the American way. What is the American way? Because you know what the American way is? Let's get to the root of it. Slavery was the American way. And look at where we're at now in 2023. So we can't say, oh, the American dream. Because the American dream was a crock of shit from the beginning. And it was built for specific people to live out. And excluded everybody else. So you have to give that same level of grace in relationships because relationships have changed. Some people want to be married but have another relationship on the side. Some people like to be swingers. Some people like to date the same sex after being married to the opposite sex. Like There's so many different dynamics that are happening, that their traditional monogamous relationship has changed and evolved. But as a whole in society, it's still like, oh, no, 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 no. You have to get married. You have to have a man and a woman and you have to get a house and you have to do this and have children. And next thing you know, you know, you're living a life that's not the life that you want because you followed this weak ass imaginary line that is good for certain people that want that. There are still people out there that want that monogamous relationship, that want to be married, that want to have kids, but you cannot push that on everybody just like you can't push religious beliefs on everybody. Let's talk about St. Patrick's Day. Listen, my grandmother was born in Ireland. She came to this country as an immigrant. And my grandfather was from Belgium, came to this country as an immigrant. But so many people don't understand the true root of what St. Patrick's Day is because we've Americanized it to, like I was in downtown Burlington Friday night for St. Patrick's Day. I was like, I got to see this shit. I got to see how Burlington gets down. It was intense. There were bars that were reaching capacity. People were getting kicked out. Like it was a shit show that I was just watching and, you know, having a good time just watching and absorbing. But we have Americanized the holiday so much to just wear green, put stickers on your face, get drunk, dye rivers green and blah, blah, blah. But let's get to the root of it. You know, St. Patrick lived during the fifth century. And you can find this information because I'm a factual person at history.com. Kidnapped and brought to Ireland as a slave at 16. Now, this is where it gives 
that space of Christianity and white supremacy to then start using, well, you know, Irish uh, people were slaves. I got into an argument with somebody once about that. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you, if you really do your research, you can debunk that like Liam Hogan has, um, talking about the facts about Irish slavery and the myths. It was forced labor, completely different than <laughs> slavery as a whole. Um, but he later escaped St. Patrick and returned to Ireland and brought Christianity to Ireland. That's the root of it. That is why St. Patrick's Day has been celebrated for over a thousand years. But over time, because the first parade was in New York City, then people started to like celebrate that. And then, of course, as I've learned, then politics got involved in it and politicians started showing up to parades and partaking in St. Patrick's Day parades. And then now look at it now in 2023. It's a drunken debauchery. But my point is, you shove something on, on somebody like Christianity in America, and you see what Christianity with white people have turned into. It's a control mechanism because it's what they use. And I say they as I'm separate from them because I don't identify as Christian, but I am white. And you push that on society on America that these are the foundational beliefs Christianity white power marriage um monogamous relationships all of this bs is part of the illusion so if you're a free thinker like myself and you don't mind taking risks and you're out here trying to live your authentic path and decipher what voices in your head are actually yours and what has been pushed on you from childhood, teenage years, um, 20s, 30s, 40s, until you get to that place of complete freedom where you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. You live a life that feels good to you and you're not worried about following this imaginary line in society that isn't even relating to you isn't even relating to you. Think about how many people right now are still living a life that doesn't feel good to them every day they wake up because they think they should be living it or they don't know. Maybe they're awakened to the fact that like, I don't want to live this type of life anymore for whatever reason, but I don't know how to get to the other side of living that life that I want because there's too many things tied up in that. They've been living this, this lie to themselves and what do you do when you wake up to the fact that it's like, uh, this is, I'm not happy anymore. That's why we are a depressed society. That's why we are filled with anxiety and depression and trauma and coping and why, you know, drugs are, are so addictive. And <laughs> I just watched the Chris Rock special on Netflix Amazing, by the way, if you haven't watched it. I loved the whole entire hour, everything he said. But he touched on something so accurate. He's like, you know what's more addictive than opioids? Is attention. Attention. And that was another reason 
why I permanently deleted Instagram, which now I don't have Facebook or Instagram and I'm completely happy with it because I will own up to the fact that I I did a lot of the times seek attention because I was like, oh, I look good. I feel good. I'm going to post a picture of myself selfie. And it was, it was to see like, well, how many likes can I get? I wasn't driven by likes, but like how many likes can I get? Because that's what social media is. We want to shove everything out there to show the world, look at me. I'm living the dream. Look at me. I have this. I have that. Boom, 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 boom. Or look at how good I look. Give me those likes. Give me those likes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, um, that's why I love doing these soul sessions because I start out with thinking, okay, it's going to go this way, but then it's like it can always morph into something over here. And it's because... I'm getting ready to walk into a new decade of life. And I'm happy with who I am. I'm living a unconventional, non-traditional, amber, hugey life. And yeah, I get stuck in my head. I ruminate. I obsessively overthink about details of my past or obsessively think about my future or obsessively think about things in our society. But you know what? I always, there's always a solution. I always try to find a solution or I find healing from it or whatever else. But ultimately, I would never trade my entire life so far for somebody else's because then it wouldn't be mine. My lessons, my healing, my passions, the things that I'm attracted to, the path that I've been forging for myself, would never be mine if I sat there wishing it was somebody else's life. And that's something that I, I am very grateful and I appreciate about myself is that I've never wanted somebody's else's, uh, somebody else's life. Did I think like, God, why can't I have that? You know, or why can't? Yeah, but that was for me to figure out, well, why don't you have that? <laughs> if that's what you want. And then sitting with myself saying, is this really what I want? Or it just looks really shiny from their, you know, deck of cards and asking myself, is that really what I want? And if we're not self-aware, then we end up living a life that's really not ours. And it's hard. I have found it challenging throughout the years because, you know, you meet people and then you connect with people and then you start sharing things about your life and then you know, but people change. And then, you know, people are, are like, well, I'm going to do this. So then they think you should do this too. It's like, no, 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 you go do that. You go be happy, but I'm going to go over here. But why are you going to go do that? I don't think you should do that. That's not really, that's not being really responsible. Like you need to be, no, you need to be in a contract with yourself. You need to be okay with the decisions that you're making for your life. And then I'm going to be over here being okay with the decisions that I'm making for my life. They may not always go as planned or I may make a mistake here or there, but I'm still going to be solidified in my decision, solidified in who I am, even if you understand it or not. But then there is the the flip side where most people don't give a shit about what you're doing. (laughs) Like I know social media tells us that like everybody cares. I got to post. Everybody wants to know what I'm doing. 
Most of the time, no, because we are a selfish society. If we weren't, we wouldn't be in the position that we're at in our society. We are very selfish. It's one of the reasons that I always knew I never wanted to birth a child because I knew I was like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to sacrifice for this little human. I want to be able to live my life the way I want to live it and be okay with that. There's nothing wrong with being selfish unless you're doing, at the, doing it at the expense of somebody else. But if you're aware enough to know that you're making this decision for a selfish reason, it's like the buzzword narcissistic or narcissistic tendencies or self-centered or all those things. So what? If you are not hurting somebody, if you are not disrespecting somebody, then why not love yourself to the point where it makes somebody maybe feel uncomfortable? If you look at someone and say, but I want you to love yourself like that. I want you to think you're the shit. You should never question why I love myself so much. And that's another problem with our society. Society does not want you to love yourself to the point where like you feel so amazing, you know, you could take on the world because then you're not kept in that little box of being brainwashed, thinking that the government controls everything or your politicians or your this, your that, you know, control everything because you know, that's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. And I just, I think about how many years we waste on this planet worrying about what other people think or not living our truest path because, and trust me, there are times where I, I question, is there really magic in life anymore? Or is that a lie? And then I look up at the stars at night and I'm like, nope, never mind. That shit ain't a lie. <laughs> Humans are liars, not the universe. <laughs> And so that's my soul Sunday message to you. Um, That's why there is such good content out there. You know, there are good people with awesome perspectives and mindsets that are helping people heal. You know, it's one of the reasons, even though I didn't know what I wanted to do with this podcast, it was one of the reasons I launched this is because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm in my head and I have all these thoughts and feelings and my own healing journey, how many other people are going through it in their own way, on their own path? And we all are living individual paths, which is why divorce rates are so high and breakups happen and family separations happen because nobody is on the same exact path as you. There are similar paths, you know, but that's why people wake up in marriages one day and like, I'm not happy anymore. I want a divorce. And then it's like one person's like, what? What do you mean? Because I'm growing in a different direction. You either grow with me or we grow apart and I wish you well. But then you got to get all the anger caught up in it and the hurt feelings and all of that. But it's because we're all living a very unique path. And if you're lucky to have like-minded people who hold space for you on your path while they live out their path, man, that shit is golden. That's, that's being blessed is to have people that understand, hey, you're on your own path, but I'm here to support you. I'm here to listen if you need it. I'm here to come with you to this event or, you know, whatever it is, support your business, whatever it is without trying to control your path. 
forcing their opinions on your path. So that's my message for you today. Um, thank you for uh, holding space with me on this soul session and listening to my podcast. If you would like to energy exchange or possibly be a guest on my show, I have a new email address. It is a walk back to self love at gmail.com. So shoot me a message and maybe we could see if, you know, get you on and share your story of whatever your unique path is because I love storytelling. I love listening to what people are doing out there and how they're contributing to this crazy society that we live in on planet earth. So let me know. Um, And like I always say, please be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace and love.